Hello and welcome to The Word Opened with me, Bramwell, from Holness Ministries. This is a weekly podcast opening God's Word, going through verse by verse and looking at what God's Word, the Bible, says. We continue this week looking through Acts 2. Those of you that tuned in last week will remember that we were focusing on the whole thing of calling and focusing on Acts 2 verse 39. Coming to the end of Peter's preach, Peter's sermon, we've been spending a number of weeks looking at this in Acts 2. The whole thing of Peter being bold, Peter claiming and sharing the gospel, Peter speaking out about who Jesus truly is, the fact that he is risen, the fact that he was in front of the Jews, in front of the people, some of them that were in front of him right then, and they didn't recognize him, and in fact, they crucified him. And we were talking last week. Yeah, we've talked about the repentance you know, that Peter says to them, repent. You know, the fact that they are cut to the heart and they recognize that they have been disobedient, that they've not recognized Jesus for who he truly is. And they the Holy Spirit reveals that to them and they know that they need to change. They know that they need to do something and they repent. Peter calls them out, tells them to repent, tells them to be baptized. And then last week, as I said, we were in Acts 2 verse 39, focusing on this whole thing of calling. In verse 39, where it says, as many as the Lord our God will call. You know, the calling is from God. It's not from us. Man cannot save man. It is totally impossible. The only one that can save is Jesus. Jesus saves and Jesus has saved and it's through the calling that he gives and as we focused in john 6 verses 35 to 40 jesus said to them i am the bread of life he who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst but i said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe these are all things that peter is bringing up the fact that he who believes in me, this is Jesus speaking, shall never thirst. He who believes in Jesus will come into and receive the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says, and I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe exactly what Peter has been speaking about. All that the Father gives me will come to me and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. You know, we are given, believers are given to Jesus it's God's will that we are saved and therefore through God's will the father is giving us to the son and the son then takes on the cross our sins 
He came to die for man. And it's through that that we are then saved. Through his death and resurrection. That we believe in who Jesus is. That he is the son of God. The father gives everything. He gives us over to Jesus. He gives Jesus over for us. And these are all the things that Peter has been talking about throughout his sermon. And so today we come and we build on that, looking at Acts 2, verse 40. So in Acts 2, verse 40, it says, And with many other words he testified and exalted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Peter testified and exalted them. This word testify in the original Greek means to call gods and men to witness. What do we mean by this? What does this word mean, testified, to call gods and men to witness? Well, first of all, let's use that last word, witness. You know, what are we witnessing to? We are witnessing to the fact that Jesus has died, is buried, and has risen again. That he is alive today. And that in being alive today, he therefore is the Son of God. He is who he said he was. That's the testimony of Jesus. That's the witness. And if we remember back when we were looking at the beginning of Acts, you know, we talked about testimony. We talked about the fact you know, that as the disciples testified who Jesus was, that as Luke wrote this book, wrote this letter, that he testifies of who Jesus is. Now, if we look back at Luke 1, it's in Luke 1 that, Paul, that um, Luke writes, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account most excellent Theolopolis, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. You know, Luke writes based on eyewitness accounts. And what is the eyewitness account? It's of those that were there at the time, of those that have seen the risen Jesus. And that's what a witness is. A witness is the one who stands and talks about the fact that there is a risen Jesus because they have witnessed it from themselves. They have witnessed who Jesus is, and that he is alive today. And so this word testified is to call gods and men to that witness, to call gods and men to the witness 
that Jesus is alive. But is it not a little bit strange in this, that the word testified in the Greek means to call gods and men to witness? You know, we can understand the whole men thing, but what is it about calling gods? You know, it's gods with a small g. And in James 2, verse 19, it says this, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Demons know of God. And they are afraid of God. Do you know, as we look at this, demons are fallen angels. Fallen angels are those that have fallen out, have been cast out of the kingdom of heaven for their part in the rebellion that Satan led. One third of angels were cast out of heaven when they rebelled against God and when they followed Satan. And when they were cast out, yeah, another word for them becomes demons. They're the same thing. They're fallen angels. They are the demonic. They are those who follow in Satan. And despite the fact that they've lost the victory, they've lost the battle, that Jesus has won this battle through his resurrection, that he has conquered death, they still continue to play under Satan's whole regime. And, the, and these demons also show themselves, manifest themselves, manipulate themselves as false gods. Now where do we think that idolatry comes from? It comes from the devil himself. It's demonic. It is demonic. False gods come from the demonic. You know, fantasy. All this fantasy stuff. You know, fairies and all those sorts of things are all tied up in the demonic it's it's not true it's not real jesus is the way the truth and the life he's the truth there is a supernatural there is a real supernatural but when people start to believe in the other element of supernatural that is not real for example fairies and you mystical stuff and all those sorts of things then that's the demonic playing here when false gods become part of our life we are playing to an idolatry system and this is where we stand today in our world False gods. Yeah, there have been false gods for thousands of years. 
Here we go back into the Roman times. We go back to the Greek times. There are false gods. People were worshipping the god of Mars, the god of Jupiter, the planets. People were worshipping the Roman gods. People worship the sun. People worship money. They worship celebrities. Yet all of these things all come from a demonic spirit of idolatry. And that's a big issue within our world today. And it's getting worse. So when we testify, the word testified, to call gods and men to witness and recognizing that even demons know of God, they also can witness to the fact that God is real, that he is who he says he is. This is truth. This is reality of the society and the, the, the world that we live in and the devil is playing with it so this word testify also comes up a few other times in regards to to call gods and men to witness if we look at 2 timothy 4 verses 1 to 5 paul writes I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you will be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. If we come back to the beginning of that passage first, I charge you. The word charge is the same word the same Greek word that we've just been talking about that means to call gods and men to witness. So you could also transfer that word charge to testify. The word you in this sentence is in italics, which means that it doesn't actually exist in the original Greek. So therefore we take out the word charge and the word you and we say, I testified therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I witnessed is another way of saying it, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a witness that Paul is laying down to Timothy. And in his witness, he is saying, preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Do you know, our testimony is to be ready at all times. We are to be ready to give our witness that Lord Jesus Christ is risen today. 
we are to be ready to do that and in doing that we are also to be ready that with our testimony that we give the word that we preach the word you know, we are to preach the word the word preach also means to herald you know, to proclaim to publish we are to proclaim the word and what is the word the word is the speaking you know, the word the word word here is logos and the logos word is the spoken word so we are to herald the spoken word of god and in that we are to be ready in and out of season in other words to be ready at all times that with our testimony uh, to our witness that it is god's word that is the witness joe we all have our own testimonies that jesus has come into our lives and that is important and we are to share those but what paul is also saying is that in sharing the witness we are to use the word god's word i don't know where you are today but are you ready to share your testimony is your testimony always on your lips waiting for the right moment that when god will say share it that you share it are you ready with god's word with god's word on your lips to share when he says share are you ready for it or is are you just afraid to share your testimony are you afraid to share what god has done in your life are you afraid to share god's word with other people if you are then right now in the name of jesus i break off fear i break off that fear and i pray that your tongue be loosened holy spirit will you loosen the tongue to speak testimony to speak witness and to speak God's word in Jesus name so as we continue to look at this passage in 2 Timothy 2 Timothy 4 verse 2 preach the word be ready in season and out of season convince rebuke exalt with all long suffering and teaching that's what we're to be ready for and then, verse 3, For the time will come then where, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you will be watchful in all things, endure inflictions, do the work an evangelist, fulfill your ministry paul is speaking very clearly for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine the sound teaching the teaching that we will see is what builds the church it's what builds the disciples of christ the followers of christ there will be a time when there are those 
that will not endure it. They will not listen to it. And this was a warning from Paul to Timothy. And we still live in that time. We still live in a time when they do when people do not endure sound doctrine the teaching that is set before them from God's word yeah and this word endure is a very simple word because it means to listen so in other words people there will be a time when people will not listen to sound doctrine it's not that they're not taught it it's the fact that they don't listen they don't listen to sound teaching and and i'm sure many of us as we listen to this can think about times or people where there has not been sound teaching you know there is a lot of unsound teaching in our world today people make up they twist god's word yeah i even know from experience that as i as i share things from god's word in groups that there are those who argue that are formulating an argument in their own head against what they see what i bring what i share they're forming an argument because they don't want to listen and they come up with excuses for maybe why they live the life they live which is not what God says we should be doing. And Paul is writing to Timothy and saying that there is that time when they will not listen to sound teaching. And as he says, but according to their own desires, you know, they do things because of themselves that they want it rather than what God wants. And we're living in that so much. Yeah, we think about the compromises in the church, the compromises to God's word. How many denominations are we seeing compromise God's word because they want to be seen as accepting of all yeah we see it constantly around us because they will not witness the truth and because they have as paul puts it itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers they will elevate their own teachers their own teaching yeah we're seeing that we are constantly seeing that. Here we see that with the whole thing of abortion. We see that with the whole thing of LGBTQ+. We see that constantly. You know, the evolution. We are seeing constantly an elevation of own teaching, of man-made theory teaching. And we see it in our churches and therefore we are then seeing false teachers in our churches standing in pulpits giving these things we live in a day and age 
where this is happening day in, day out. And in verse 4, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. What were we talking about earlier on? The whole thing of mystical stuff. You know, the, the, the mystical elements of things that we will see. Do you know this word fable in the Greek is mythos. What does that sound like? Myth. It's the word that we get for myth. It's a falsehood. That's another, that's, that's another word that is used within the Greek understanding of this word fable. It's a myth. It's a falsehood. And Paul clearly states to Timothy that there will be a time when there are people that will be turned aside to myths, to fables. That there will be those that follow this type of stuff and believe in it. And we live in that day and age right now where people believe in fables, myths, mythology. You know, that whole thing, we come back to what we were talking about earlier on of gods with a small g, the fallen angels, the demonic. There are those that will, this will just become stronger and stronger. And it has become stronger. It has become stronger. Do you know, even though people who claim to be Christians that go out you know, dressed as fairies and pixies and that sort of stuff. Do you know, we, we've just had the birth of our little girl. And one thing that we have said very clearly is that we don't want any of that mythology stuff to come into her life. You know, she will not wear anything with unicorns on it. Because unicorns are seen as some sort of you know, magical myth, you know, fable thing. And we don't want her to be growing up with promoting that sort of thing Joe I even found a cup an item of clothing um, a top that had that on and I found some shoes you know, we were given a whole load of stuff for free and it was a real blessing but I found these two things with unicorns on mystical unicorns and I threw them away I wasn't prepared to give them to someone else because I didn't want to be promoting it and I don't even want it to be in someone else's hands and someone else's house. I will not stand for it in my own family. This is where, you know, being a godly man of the household, a godly father comes in. You, as a godly father, have the authority to say no, that is not entering into my household. Paul gives us a, gives Timothy a very clear warning and that warning is still for today and it is not to enter into our houses by all means you our children need to know about these things but know that they are there and they are not real 
that they are not part of a godly walking kingdom, but they are part of a demonic, satanic kingdom that is there to try and persuade someone to believe in something else that is not of God. And it's time that we stand up and rebuke this. There is no place for it. If you are a God-fearing person, you need to stand and rebuke it. And Paul is making it clear to Timothy. We are to walk as a witness to Jesus. During this word witness, again, it appears in 2 Kings 17. You know, the whole thing of testifying. 2 Kings 17 verse 13. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judea. You know, this is the Lord. This is God. Yeah, the Lord here trans, uh, translates as Yahweh, Jehovah, you know, the existing one, the almighty God testifies. He witnesses, he witnesses to Israel and Judea by all his prophets, every seer saying, turn from your evil ways Keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. This is God speaking to his people. He is witnessing it. He is telling them as a witness that he has sent his prophets and told them the same thing, that they are to turn from their evil ways. They're to keep his commandments. They're to keep his statutes. They're to keep his law. And in verse 14, he says, Nevertheless, they would not hear, but stiffened their necks like the necks of their fathers who did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers and his testimonies which he had testified against them. They followed idols, became idolaters, you know, all linking with what we've already talked about today, and went after the nations who were all around them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. So they left all the commandments of the Lord their God, made for themselves a molded image and two calves, made a wooden image, and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire, practiced witchcraft and soothsaying, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah alone. This, is, this should be a warning to us. God has been a witness. He has witnessed to them. And yet they still ignored it. They still turned away to the point, in a, it, it, just a scary, scary way, to a point where they turned away, they served Baal, and through that they took their children to pass through fire, to walk through fire, practicing witchcraft and soothsaying and sold them to do evil in the sight of the Lord. That is exactly, we link that back to what we've just talked about with mythology and fables. That is exactly what we are doing with our children. You know, we are causing them 
to practice these other practices. And it needs to stop now. We are causing our children to practice witchcraft, to practice worshipping other idols, to teach them that you know, money is a better thing, that success in exams is the most important thing on this earth, that going to university is the most important thing. We teach them that they can be whatever they want to be. That is not the truth. That is not the truth. God's truth is the only truth. And all of this goes against what the witness to Jesus truly is. The witness of Jesus that he is alive today. And so I conclude this by looking at 2 Timothy 4. Because Paul comes back and he says in 2 Timothy 4, Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things charging them before the Lord again new witnessing testifying before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth that is the point remind them to witness before the Lord, to not strive about words to no profit. You don't have words of self. Words of self will not save. It is only the gospel that will save. And that is to be our testimony. That is to be the witness that we use, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins, that he was buried and that he rose again. He is alive today. It is only that that can save. And we need to be diligent to be presenting ourselves approved to God, not to be approving ourselves. The words that we speak need to be words from God, not words from ourselves. Words from ourself will only ruin those that hear because they will believe in those words and those words will have no foundation, will have no strength in them. And if it has no foundation, it has no root. And if it has no root, it goes nowhere and will die away. And when those words die away, those people will flop. We need to have words that have foundation and root when those words can only come 
from the Lord Jesus Christ. They can only come from God. They can only come through the Holy Spirit. And so it is about time that we need to make sure that what we speak is from the Holy Spirit. It is not from self. And this is another element of the fact, and I've talked about this for a number of weeks, you know, that through seeing whether things take root, seeing a foundation, you will know if somebody is speaking from God or not, or whether they are false. This is another way of discerning that, that as we see words take root and take foundation and people changing, it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking through people to bring that. And those people that are speaking it are therefore speaking God's word speaking the word that he says if you are seeing someone that is speaking constantly over and over again and there is no foundation there is no root in somebody else's life then they are speaking of themselves i want to encourage you this is so important seeing the witness of god seeing the witness of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus' truth in people's life. And I know that I've said this before. If you are speaking a testimony that is not true, it's just like speaking words of self because they will not take root. Your testimony will not impact someone because it has no foundation. It has no root. You know, I know someone who shares a testimony that it just has no root to it at all. Why? Because it's not actually happened the way they've said it. In fact, I would even say that, that what did happen hasn't actually changed them totally. Despite the fact of what they say. Why? Because they haven't recognized themselves as being a sinner, as being in a life of disobedience. And therefore, as they haven't done that, they haven't realized that there needs to be a repentance in their life. Yeah, by all means, they believe that Jesus is real. They believe that Jesus has risen from the grave. But weirdly, they have not realized that they were living a sinner's life, a life of disobedience. And they've never repented of the fact that Jesus is alive and that they were walking a life where they were not in belief of that. That's repentance. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. Because Jesus is alive. And you will walk in a life. Where you didn't see that. You didn't believe in that. And so as we close for this week. Just pray. Pray that. First and foremost. That you. Will be a true witness for him. Everything points towards him. And he is the one to be glorified. Our testimony, our witness is to glorify him. 
and not glorify ourselves. It has nothing to do with us and it's all of him. Lord, I pray for everyone that has listened today. Lord, I pray that first and foremost it will be a true witness of you that people speak. Lord, if there's anyone that's listening that has not had a true witness of you, Lord, I pray that you will give them a true witness by the power of the Holy Spirit. Open eyes and give a true witness. Burn up all false witness in people's lives. Lord, where there has been a promoting of myths a promoting of just idolatry lord may there be hearts that are convicted to know the truth that this stops and that repentance comes in lord jesus transform lives Plant seeds and water them. Break down walls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. You have just looked at that one word, testified, and what it stands for. I pray that this has encouraged you and I pray that you come back next week when we will continue to look at Acts 2 verse 40 that as Paul uses words he testified and exalted them saying be saved from this perverse generation. As we continue to build these foundations as we looked at exalting we looked at we'll look at the perverse generation and we unpick that next week pray that that you will be equipped to be able to share with people to be able to share the gospel to be able to share Jesus but to also have a very firm foundation for yourself until next week God bless you stay safe stay protected may you know that you are loved. God bless.